from Sarasota Memorial and the Deb Kavanaugh Multimedia Studio. This is HealthCast, a healthy dose of information from experts you can trust. Hi, everybody. Welcome to HealthCast. I'm Allison Gottermeyer. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discuss postpartum healthcare and postpartum depression. Our guest today is OBGYN, Dr. Mallory Lippman. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start at the beginning. Baby is born, then what? What does postpartum care look like? So postpartum care starts immediately after delivery with skin to skin. We aim to try to do that uh, within the first hour after delivery, either in the operating room or in the delivery room, wherever your delivery takes place. Uh, then you move to the mother-baby unit and you'll have your team of nurses, of doctors, lactation, everyone working with you um, to get you ready for that transition home um, with baby. Um, your first initial postpartum visit may be within the first few weeks of your delivery or may not be um, until six weeks after delivery. Um, that postpartum period is technically that year after delivery though, um, but it looks different for everyone. What should someone be prepared for at that first appointment, whether it's in those first few weeks or more likely at that six to eight week mark? So that six week mark, we um, talk about a lot of things. It's a very comprehensive visit. Um, we talk about, you know, check in on baby, see how your baby's doing, um, talk about breastfeeding, um, talk about um, birth control, talk about sexual health, um, and then a lot of the time is spent talking about mood. There's a lot of changes that occur after delivery, a lot of hormone changes. Um, so a lot of the time it's focused um, talking about, you know, any mood changes that you may be experiencing. And of course, there's that screening for postpartum depression. What is postpartum depression? So depression in general um, is incredibly common. Um, it's much more common in women than in men, and particularly in the, post in the reproductive years. Um, postpartum depression is depression that occurs in that postpartum period. Um, usually would uh, initially start after two weeks after delivery, but can occur anywhere in the first 12 months. Postpartum depression, um, it happens because there's a lot of hormone changes that occur after delivery, particularly your estrogen and progesterone levels are declining, but a lot of other hormones are changing, your cortisol, thyroid, um, and it can lead to this depressive episode in the postpartum period. You hear about baby blues versus postpartum depression. With that hormone surge, sometimes women are just a, a little bit more emotional, there's also the sleeplessness and everything else. How do you know if it's reached the level of actual postpartum depression? Sure. So the baby blues are very normal. Um, they typically peak within the first few days after a delivery, but then it should pretty much resolve after two weeks. If those depressive symptoms are continuing or worsening after two weeks, then we start worrying about postpartum depression. Um, postpartum depression has a lot of things or signs that might be normal in a postpartum period like sleeplessness, being tired, fatigued, um, you know, overwhelmed, um, sometimes feeling sad. Um, but if your day is spent, you know, being sad most of the time on most days, then we start worrying about postpartum depression. Um, there's some things that are um, specific to the postpartum period that, um, that can occur for postpartum depression. So having trouble bonding with your baby, um, having difficulties with breastfeeding, um, being irritated by your baby, um, not wanting to be around baby, having troubles bonding with your partner, 
um, maybe turning to substances because of the things that you're feeling. Um, those would be signs of postpartum depression and not just the baby blues. And how common is that? It's really common. So um, it can be seen in between, depending where you look, 7% to 20% of women postpartum. Who can be diagnosed with postpartum and is anyone at higher risk of developing postpartum depression? Sure, so anyone can be diagnosed, women and men. So as many as 5% of partners or men can be diagnosed with postpartum depression. Um, if you had depression prior to pregnancy or during pregnancy, then you'd be at higher risk of having postpartum depression. If you had it in a prior pregnancy, um, if there was a stressful event that occurred during your pregnancy, during your delivery, if baby had to spend time in NICU or you had a preterm delivery, um, if you don't have much support at home, smoking increases the risk. So a lot of things that a lot of people experience can increase your risk. Can it be prevented? So some healthy lifestyle things can help prevent postpartum depression, um, exercise, eating a well-balanced diet. Um, those are really the only few things that have been found to help prevent postpartum depression. Um, but you know, it, most importantly, it's not your fault and so many people can be diagnosed with it. And I think you mentioned this before, but is postpartum depression always diagnosed right after having baby? So no, it's most often diagnosed um, within that six-week period, but it can be diagnosed up to a full year after delivery. What does treatment look like for postpartum depression? So treatment um, is mostly centered around either therapy or medication. Um, both have been found to be equally effective. Um, both of them combined is the most effective, but whichever one um, fits best with your life and you know your family is what's best for you. Why is it so important to get postpartum depression diagnosed and then treated quickly? So if you have postpartum depression, it can affect your bonding with your baby. It can make breastfeeding difficult and we see lower rates of breastfeeding. It can affect bonding with your partner. Um, and then a really staggering, chilling statistic is the rates of postpartum suicide too are incredibly high and some of the highest um, causes of postpartum mortality. So um, it's very important that, um, that we take it seriously and screen everyone for it. So what should someone do if they think they might have postpartum depression or if someone watching this or, or listening to this think someone they love has postpartum depression? So talk to your OBGYN, um, your primary care doctor, your partner, um, you know, call 911, reach out to anyone that you feel comfortable talking to. Um, and who knows, maybe it's not postpartum depression. Um, maybe it's just, you know, a few things that you're struggling with. But really, you know, reach out to someone and talk about it um, because it is important to be treated if it is. Something that's heard about maybe a little bit less is postpartum mania. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? So postpartum mania or postpartum psychosis um, is very rare, fortunately. Um, it's an emergency. So this is um, not necessarily a progression that postpartum depression can take, um, but a, a separate subset. And um, this is where you can have or develop some intrusive thoughts, hallucinations, um, or delusions um, that you know your baby is bad, um, baby is evil, um, different things like that, um, and is a true emergency. So we've talked about postpartum depression. We mentioned postpartum mania. Are there any other concerns that are major concerns in postpartum care? mentally or physically that you want people to really pay attention to? 
So I always tell my patients that everything should get better and better day by day. Um, there will be ups and downs, but you know your your mood may go up and down, but should for the most part start getting better. Your bleeding that you have postpartum should you know slowly get better day by day. Um, other things, blood clots can happen in the postpartum period. Um, that's something to look out for. Preeclampsia that we um, hear about a lot in, during pregnancy can also happen postpartum. So what are some of those signs of postpartum preeclampsia? So the main uh, part of postpartum preeclampsia is high blood pressure. Uh, but some things that you might, could experience at home if you have high blood pressure would be things like a very bad headache that doesn't get better with Tylenol or ibuprofen, vision changes. Sometimes you might feel pain in your, in your upper belly or the right side of your belly. Um, and then of course, if your blood pressure is high, that would be the, um, the, the main diagnostic factor. Can it be prevented? Unfortunately, no, <laughs> it can't. So it's not at all your fault. It has nothing to do with not your fault at all. The treatment is delivery, mostly delivery of the placenta, um, but it can still happen in the postpartum period. So it's absolutely not your fault at all. Parents are often so busy caring for the new baby that they forget to take care of themselves. Um, what do you emphasize to your patients regarding postpartum care in general? So same as in during pregnancy, you need to have a healthy mom in order to have a healthy baby. So same goes for the postpartum period. You need to have healthy parents for a healthy baby. It's okay to take time for yourself, whether it be that you know couple minutes that you have to yourself or you know a couple hours to get your nails done, get your hair done, do something to make you feel like yourself, um, to keep your sanity. It's a really stressful time um, and it's okay to take time for yourself. When is it time to say, something really isn't right, I need to see a doctor now. Mm -hmm. So if any of those you know, things that we talked about before start going in the opposite direction, if your moods you know, are really disrupting your day-to-day -day life, bleeding's getting worse, really bad headache, um, you know, anything that, that you know, doesn't feel like it's going right anymore, that'd be something to reach out about. Parents already know that when baby comes home, there's likely to be sleepless nights. Um, if you're breastfeeding, that can be very difficult. How do you recommend parents go about preparing for some of those things that do take a toll um, while still taking care of themselves, like you mentioned? It's really important to have your partner that's there to help support you. Um, and that partner you know, can take on different roles. Different people can have a different role to help you get through that. Um, communication through it is imperative. Um, both of you or all of you are going to be experiencing it differently. And um, being able to communicate how you're feeling is important. Um, when you're feeling down, that it's okay and that you're there to support each other. Um, I think being aware that you're not perfect, no one's perfect, and you don't need to try to be absolutely perfect through that period. And for parents who do choose breastfeeding, that's something to prepare for. It, it doesn't happen right away. It does take practice, right? So breastfeeding is one of the hardest things that you're, you'll ever do. I think a lot of people see it as something that's natural, that you should just come naturally to you, but it's really hard. It's painful. Um, you're new to it or you know, maybe new to it. The baby's new to it. And um, you're not going to get it on the first try. If you do, that's excellent. But most people, it doesn't come that easily. 
um, working with lactation and having a lactation consultant, a trained lactation consultant at your fingertips on the phone and the classes um, is really important to help you get through that. Having a breast pump at home already, your insurance pays for one. Um, so having one ready to go um, and ready to help you, you know, pump if you do have time. And we often hear about this postpartum period referred to as the fourth, fourth trimester. Uh, it can be trying, as we've discussed. What's the number one thing you want parents to be or current parents in that fourth trimester to know? Um, I want them to know that it's so important to have your team, your team with each other, your team with your OBGYN. It's important to, to have an OBGYN that you feel comfortable with, that you feel like you can go to, ask for resources, um, because it, you, know, you can't go through this on your own. It's difficult, it's exciting. You've been waiting for this time for so long and for nine months and you're finally here, um, but it's a challenge and each baby's different, each child's different. Um, and it's so important to, to have your team feel supported um, so that you can take care of yourself um, and have a healthy baby. Dr. Lippman, thank you so much for being with us. Thank and you. thank you everyone for joining us for this important discussion about postpartum healthcare. As always, we encourage everyone in the community to visit smh.com for the latest from Sarasota Memorial.